Hey everybody, welcome back to the Active Dads Podcast. I'm Daniel, and with me as always is John. Welcome. <laughs> Alright, so uh, we were kind of having some issues figuring out a topic for today, but we decided to um, kind of discuss some of the social issues that go along with not only being a parent or being a child, really, but just being a human. So one of the first things that we wanted to talk about was tribalism. And with tribalism, you know, everybody kind of has their little groups and their little cliques of friends. And normally you find friends based on, you know, commonalities. You know what I mean? Like a lot of my friends do jujitsu. I've met them through jujitsu. I've met a lot of friends from other states and other countries through jujitsu. And while like jujitsu is commonality, if it wasn't for jujitsu, I wouldn't be friends with these people. You know, like it's not that they're bad people by any means. We just have very different interests, but we have one strong commonality that brings us together. So anytime you start looking at being a member of a group or being like a pseudo leader of a group, you always want to look at the commonalities. But with that also comes a lot of tribalism and a lot of the us versus them mentality. You know, so like right now, one of the hot topics is the election that's going on. Um, today's the fourth. So yesterday was election day and like my Facebook is extremely interesting right now because <laughs> yeah. there's a ton of tribalism going on on all sides. You know, I've got friends that are far left. I've got friends that are far right. I've got friends pretty much in the middle. Like yeah. I try to be, and it's just weird to see like the ebb and flow that some of the extremists are going through on a hour by hour basis. Yeah. You know, and I actually posted last night. It's, it's, it's so weird how, um, people react to, to Facebook posts. Like I've posted some stuff that like, you know, you would think you could win a friggin' Oscar for and you get like nothing. It's crickets. Yeah. Then you post something about, you know, old old the old days and elections and voting and man it's like holy crap man this is the most likes i've got on anything like even a picture of my newborn kid you know it's like (laughs) these people are really really like into this stuff and and my post was really simple you know back growing up voting and and who you voted for was like that was you took that to your grave. You didn't talk about it. You didn't discuss it. If you asked somebody about it, they told you mind your own damn business, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was one of my things my, my grandfather used to say. He would be like, you know what, that's that's private, that's personal. I'll take it to my grave, and, you know, I suggest you learn it and do the same thing. Um, and I can – it was a ton of wisdom at that time that is just like, bing, like light bulb moment right now mm-hmm. because if people practice that – we might have a little less divisiveness in our culture today because everybody feels the need to share who they voted for. Oh, I voted. This is who I voted for. Let me take a a screenshot of my ballot that I'm not supposed to do anyway and share that with the world. And it's just like, I don't know what the expectation is with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's only a couple of things that they're going to happen. Either somebody, you're going to lose friends. Somebody's going to say you're an idiot. Somebody's going to agree with you. I mean, it's just more divisiveness. And, and I think that, you know, you know, back in the old days or older days, 20 years ago, whatever, when that was a private matter, it just it, things were just different. And we didn't have social media then, which was a big thing. But, but yeah, I mean, as far as the way I look at things, um, I've never been a huge, like, I mean, I'm almost 40. I'll be 40 in March. And for 40 years, I've not really been and had in-depth involvement in politics. I've always been like, well, whatever happens, happens. Um, I'll take what I'm given. I'll work with what I have and make whatever I want happen the best, my, the best I can, the best way I can. And for 40 years, almost 40 years, it's worked. So I've never been one to get bent out of shape about elections and who's the who's going to be the president, who's not going to be the president. And, um, so yeah, I, I tend to like I'm one of those that's somewhere in the middle. I've got, like you said, I've got friends that are far left. I've got friends that are far right. Um, I've got friends from every subculture out there, and um, you know, I want the best for all those people, of course. 
Um, but you know, that's for me, that's how it is. Like I, I was, I was amazed at all the people I saw that were posting, like when I got up this morning that were posting like at 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. about how they couldn't get any sleep and how they were so nervous and how they're, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm like, yeah, go to bed. Like, (laughs) you know, like the world is not going to end. Now, I did see some crazy people that kept, that were like watching and at the same time they were posting, they were praying that that the Lord was going to come back tomorrow. And I'm like, dude, do me a favor. Stop doing that. Like, I'm enjoying life. I want some more time with my family and friends. So let's, you know, let's not, let's not blank bank it all on this election. Come on. You know, like, yeah. And I completely agree. Um, as far as like who you voted for, I don't see an issue in that, man. What I see an issue is, is the people that want to attack the other side for not believing their beliefs, you know? So like we talked about before, we've got friends on both sides of it. And every now and then, like, one of my friends will start attacking another friend yeah. on a personal level over who they voted for. Yeah. And like, I stay out of, I don't care. I stay out of grown folks business, but I still read the comments. You oh, know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> And you like, just hear them going at it. Like, I can't believe you would vote for this person. They believe this. Well, I can't believe you would vote for this person. They believe that. And I'm like, guys, like find some commonality. You know, yeah. y'all oh, were yeah. friends literally two days ago when I saw you on the mats in jujitsu and y'all are going to let two people who you have never met, who really don't care about you because they don't know you exist, right. are going through a competition and y'all are getting heated about it. Yeah. And, you know, like you've known each other for four years or, mm-hmm. excuse me, about three years. And like y'all are going at each other's throats over two guys you've never met who don't know you exist. This I, is ridiculous. I watched, um, yeah, I watched a couple that uh, one of them posted, it was this, this huge long post about, if you vote for so and so, that means you're this kind of person, and the, yeah. and people will no longer respect you. If you vote for the if you vote for that person, this means you're a, you know, you're this way and you're that way, and you're mm-hmm. just a. At the end of the day, it just basically was like you hate everybody, everything, and you're a scumbag if you vote for this person. Yeah, and so it's like, okay, so everybody but people that think like you are scumbags and exactly. low life pieces of trash and. And I'm just like, who, who how, I started to think, how many friends do you actually have? I mean, who wants to have anything to do with you? You have to be one of the most miserable people in the on the planet. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, and I guess that's the thing. Like, I have, you know, most of my friends, or I guess what I would, I don't know, man. My tribe's pretty, I mean, pretty I diverse. Have, it's diverse, but I have a really small tribe, and mm-hmm. that's just, that just goes back to my personality of being, you know. Well, so that's one thing we need to talk about too is like, you know, as far as my like core tribe, the people closest to me, that is pretty small. But like overall, like you add in my acquaintances, people yeah. I know through jujitsu training, all that stuff, my tribe tends to grow. But they oh, yeah. are more like you know outer yeah. people. They're not in my close circle. Those in my close circle obviously are like minded, mm-hmm. like me. But they're also extremely tolerant, you know, like I'm, I'm pretty much an open book, man. Like yeah. I don't open up to a lot of people, but those close to me, I do open up to. Yeah. So like if I'm opening up to somebody, I have to know that a, they're extremely tolerant mm-hmm. and not judgmental whatsoever. Yeah. So whenever like we're talking about our closest circle of friends, family and the like, you really have to not only know that person, but know that person's intentions. Yeah as well you know and like those can be very different things i've known a lot of people in my past who seemed like genuinely good caring people Mm -hmm. but their intentions were solely based around their own personal needs oh yeah yeah you know so you yeah you definitely want to stay away from that but whenever you start adding in acquaintances um clients work friends co-workers stuff like that then yeah you kind of do start opening up to different sources And and it's really hard the older you get a it's harder it's harder to make new friends the older you get. Yeah, it should it's, be, man, because you've already whittled down. Yeah, I mean the list. And then when you add a child, you know, you start to align yourself with friends that also have a kid, because unfortunately, yes, you do. I a mean, lot of my best friends don't have children. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and that's the thing, like you, because because then they become, a, then they just become a third wheel. Yeah. Like I've been down that road before, where you know you had that buddy that was like at your house all every day, like you get mm-hmm. off work, he'd be there. So you, him, and, you know, 
the three of you and you're just like your wife's like this is kind of weird like he's the third wheel like you know and so i totally understood that and then the kid came along and it was like now this is even more weird um so you tend to start trying to make friends with people that that have kids and are are like-minded um but yeah i mean my my group's pretty diverse i mean you have i mean my close friends um i mean i've got friends with you know uh i've got my redneck country friends musician friends skateboard friends um you know Mm -hmm. uh, running friends cycling friends. i mean it's just kind of a a mix um but they are you know they are they they are all tolerant um folks um some of them are far left some of them are far right or not far right i don't know i wouldn't say far left or far right. i would just say left and right i've got some like extremists that i know um like I said, through training and stuff like that, and through like friends of friends, mm-hmm. you know, like if you sit down and have a one-on-one conversation with these people, they're awesome. Yeah. But whenever the debates come up, or the town hall comes up, or the elections come up, they just get so emotionally involved mm-hmm. and just emotionally charged yeah. that some of their posts come through. Like basically, if you don't vote for this person, you're a terrible person. I right. can't believe you. You know, and you're like that it doesn't work that way. Like we have this whole system with the Senate and the house and like, it ain't the one person who sits yeah. in that chair as dictator. Yeah. You know? Man. So and I think that was, you know, for me, that goes back to my parents, man. And, and the way I was raised, like the only, the only thing that I can remember doing with my parents that had anything to do with politics was when, uh, George Bush senior, um, Addressed the nation right before Desert Storm. Um, I remember we watched that together. But as far as like, I mean, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't talk about Republicans, Democrats. We didn't talk about voting. Um, I'm, I'm assuming they voted. They didn't talk about it. Um, I'm assuming they did. I don't know if they did or didn't. Um, but it wasn't anything that was ever brought up in our house. And the only time it was ever brought up was we always had. And I think everybody has those. Uh, two uncles in their family that love to argue politics at Thanksgiving and Christmas until your grandmother gets up, y'all shut the hell up. I'm running the outside, you know? And it's like, cause they would get into those heated battles and I'm just sitting over there. We're, we're sitting there like, I don't even know what they're talking about, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so I guess that kind of bled over and I mean, into my adulthood. So I, I've, I've never really given it a whole lot of thought other than like local stuff. Um, same man I'm trying to over the past I don't know probably three or four years I've tried getting a lot more into local politics because to me that seems to be what affects my life the most yeah you know whoever's sitting in that president chair you know the rules will change a little bit but the game's still the same it's right. still on me to make my living it's still on me to provide a future yeah. for myself my family my business but at the local level is where you really start looking at this stuff can change your everyday life. Yeah. So I've tried to get more into that. Unfortunately, you know, being in a small town. Yeah. Yeah. It can have a positive or a negative and it can be a pretty decent dent in your daily, Mm -hmm. like day to day activities and stuff. So I've tried to get a little bit more involved in it, but unfortunately, you know, being a small County that we're in the small town that I live in, it's hard to get a hold of somebody to talk to anybody. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like you can't yeah. just go, oh, go to the website, check out who your person is. Yeah. You know, you kind of have to search for it. So I started doing that. And then, you know, like you've got small level politicians. So trying to find their voting record is null. Mm-hmm. You know, you go on their about me page and it's like two paragraphs and you're like, well, okay, well I know your whole life story now. Yeah. Definitely. You oh, got yeah. my vote. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's hard to get into, and honestly, at like the city level and the county level, it's a lot about who you know in the various clubs, like the Rotary Club, the Shriners, like all of that stuff. To get to know the politicians, Mm -hmm. like you have to go to those little club meetings to actually get some face time with them. You know, they're not having these big town halls. They're not having this facts page on their personalized website and all that stuff. Yeah, most of those folks are, you know, Aside from when they're doing their duty, I mean they're always doing their duty. But yeah. aside from when they're professional, I mean they're just they're everyday Joe, just like me and you out there mm-hmm. trying to make a living and and you know enjoy life. Um, yeah. And I, you know that's I've gotten to know some really good ones, uh, really you know local representatives through serving on boards and commissions and things like that, and just just being out in the community, um, like where I live, um, you know 
out at hunting land and stuff like that that we share um leases and things like that that we share um uh, getting to know some of those guys really well um and i'll even i mean i've given it some thought about running for some local stuff i think it'd be cool on. i do um i mean there i've i've you know I, school board not so much um that'd be more of my wife's that'd be down her alley yeah she would be perfect for that um god those people would wouldn't know what hit them <laughs> but you know i look at things more i look at more like even count like county commissioner or soil and water conservation will be a big one just because you're working with ag and things like that um but i mean realistically if you look at those boards and and or you you have anything to do with those you come to realize that there's really not people our age that are are trying to get into that stuff so it's i mean the same guys and I'm, it's they're good guys but the same guys just get reelected every year after year after year mm-hmm. so you know eventually you get stagnant you get comfortable and yeah, it kind of turns into like the good old boys club it turns into the good old boy club yeah. and it's so it's that... always a bad thing but it's as far as like change goes or trying new things you generally get comfortable and you don't do it you know? yeah and that's one thing too like you see a lot of people basically doing their own little um what do you call it like basically sharing all this stuff on facebook you know like oh well this should change or this should yeah. change or i don't like this i don't like that none of them are talking to the local people yeah like no. none of them are trying to get into local politics to make a real change right. in their own city or their own county yeah you know, instead of doing your own little stuff and bitching on Facebook and constantly posting about this or posting about meeting. that, go to the meeting. Go get to know these politicians. Go let them Sign hear your, your voice. Yeah. Sign your name on the ledger to, to for your whatever seven minutes of speak time. Yeah. But go in there with a you know go in there with a plan and don't go in there and just be a jerk. Like I see so many people that they 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 get these agendas, but then they they get mad about them. It's like that email that you you just type up and send yeah. before you read it in all it. caps. In all caps, <laughs> and you go, "Oh man, that's gonna come off really bad." It's the same kind of. It's the same mentality with a lot of people that they get this idea and they get this you know concern, and instead of actually going in there and addressing it with, with facts and you know professionalism, they just go in there and blah, 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 you this and you that and you're going this. When the reality is, is those people are still trying to. I mean, they're still checks and balances there's a process for doing things a process for decisions that have to be made there's budgets there's all these things that have to be considered before you can go yes we're gonna do that you know mm-hmm. but everybody just assumes i should be able to go in there yell raise hell and by the end of the night whatever i was bitching about should be fixed tomorrow yeah and it's just not how it works um but yeah you have to be willing to do the homework and do the footwork i mean that's part of it mm-hmm. i mean that's why you're that's why all these politicians spend so long out there running around, you know, trying to sell themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And two, you know, uh, like you said, change takes time, but change also takes effort. Yep. It You're not going to change anything on Facebook posts. I'm sorry. Nope. I'm glad that you're, you know, sharing and getting likes and getting comments. But those people are just commenting and then not doing anything either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like you can sign petitions all day long, but if nobody's going to do the footwork <clears throat> to go right. out and get the petition saw and basically cause a fuss over it, then the petition is absolutely worthless. Yeah. Cool. You got 5,000 people put their name on a piece of paper. Yeah. That is literally as useless as a name on a piece of paper. Yeah, you might as well do what the rock says. Roll that bitch up. Yeah. Yeah. But no, like. And wipe your honey with it. Yeah. But if you want to see change on a large scale, start with change on a small scale. If nothing else, that shows you how to get it done so yeah. you can get the ball rolling on a large scale. But mm-hmm. try to get involved in your community. It doesn't have to be politicians. You know, it can be like the Rotary Club. <clears throat> Excuse me. It could be the Rotary Club. It could be any type of club with public service that can help you get something accomplished. Oh, yeah. You know? And with that, with tribalism always comes influence. Mm-hmm. You know, like who's the most influential person to – you know, say county commissioner or whatever yeah, you want to yeah. call them. You know, trying to become one of those people or seeing the effect that those people have on the community, good right. or bad. Yeah. <clears throat> Keeping everything balanced with that and uh, with influence. You know, influence is usually sought of as 
like a positive or negative, but you can also be influenced to have zero effect. Right. You know what I mean? Just like a numbing effect, basically. Yeah. Or like you were talking about, good old boy, just status quo. Yeah. It's cool. Well, this is. Oh, I got reelected yeah. again. Here's another year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this like, is Hickory. This is how things are done in Hickory. And then but people don't, and that, and that, even some of those commissions and things like, or boards and things like that. I mean, that, and that's the thing where you learn that so many people just don't even, like, think about soil and water conservation. How many people do you think honestly think about soil and water conservation? They probably don't. I mean, there's I've probably never a thought about it before you just said you know, it. But you know, this is the this is the commission that's dealing with farm, ag, soil, uh, chemicals that go back into our chemicals that go back into our our, our rivers. Mm. Um, you know, uh, local farms, all those things, and nobody's really nobody thinks about it. Nobody gives yeah. it a second thought. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we're so we're so enthralled in this presidential election, and and all the glitz and glamour that's gone along with that. I mean, I mean, if you watch some of these rallies, I mean, it's yeah. like it, it's almost like being at a Iron Maiden concert, yeah. but it's a politician, and you're like, well, wow, okay, like these people are going crazy. But then yeah. on the other hand, you got this local election for something that would directly affect you oh i'm on well water and i happen to be right off the i happen to live right off the gakin river but i don't know anything about the soil and water conservation board or or what it does but i'm enthralled in in whether or not trump and biden duke it out you know and so you know i get i guess that's where i kind of look at where i where i like cody jinx says i'm somewhere in the middle um and that's just fine with me but, you know, yeah. there are some really important things that we could be putting a lot more effort into um, locally uh, in our own lives. And, you know. Yeah. And, too, like, that's something, you know, that I never learned about in grade school. That's something I never learned about in college. You know, I mean, every time the elections were on, I remember mm-hmm. talking about the presidential elections, yeah. but you never see anything on the local election. Like mm-hmm. I said, most local politicians, you got to go talk to somebody about, yeah. like, Hey, yeah. what have you done in your life? You know, yeah. like you don't get the full list of the last 47 years they were in politics oh, yeah. and all this stuff. You know, you literally have to go out and do the groundwork. And like, I understand local politics, there's not a lot of money in it. There's not a lot of money for advertising, right. marketing, but you still have to give people all of the information so they can make an informed yeah. decision instead yeah. of just looking at a ballot and be like, oh, that name sounds familiar. I'll vote for him. Yeah, because that's, I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, you that's just it, happen man. to get down there. Oh, there's there's that. Oh, there's that commission. Well, I know him. I'm going to go ahead and pencil yeah. him. He may be the worst person on the planet. Yeah. I mean, he <laughs> oh, may I drove be, by that sign one time. Yeah. It's bright yellow. I remember yeah. that. He may be out there, you know, unloading his extra diesel fuel into the river, but every every other day when he's done at the end of the day. But, you know, you don't know that because you don't really know anything about him other than you saw him at church one day. Mm-hmm. And you thought, well, I'll just vote for that guy, even though the other guy over there is probably the one that's doing all the actual footwork and doing what's right. He's yeah. the one that's going to get kicked out. And that was one of my things my wife brought. My wife was really talking about. She's like, you know, I mean, and she's a school teacher, so she has she does have a lot vested in local, definitely with local elections, but then state election, and then she does have some buy-in on presidential because you know you look at the way the school system was affected in the last four years. I mean, yeah. so I, you know, for her, you know, I have, she's my wife. I have to think about her, um, and, and, in all this and how does it affect her? Cause it does. Yeah. Um, I mean, with that, it also affects your son students, too, you know, yeah, yeah, the students, the yards, I mean. dude, this entire last semester <clears throat> should just be a mulligan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really should. These are the most ridiculous learning environments yeah. that we have ever seen. In, I mean, since I've been alive, which obviously hasn't yeah. been that long, but still, man, it's just ridiculous to think that you expect students to keep a high grade whenever yeah. it's, oh, we're going to school this day. Oh, we're out that day. Oh, we're going to school this day. Yeah. Oh, we're home learning that yeah. day. I, I mean, I will, give, I will give my son major kudos. He has busted his butt. And I, I guess, and, and, you know, I'm one of those that tries to take the good with the bad, like, Yes, it's been hard. Yes, it's been crazy and hectic, and it's been really tough for the wife, who's you know, because she's teaching every, she's teaching in class every day. Um, 
plus doing the online stuff. So, I mean, it's literally sun up to sun down. I mean, she's working, you know, emails, phone calls, after hours, the whole nine yards. Um, so she's working like way more now than she did before. Um, but so is, so is Sully. I mean, he's like, I mean, just trying to get stuff done. Um, but I will say it has given them, it's given them, um, the opportunity to, to struggle a little bit more and have to learn how to overcome, um, than we did when we were in school. Yeah. Because yeah, it mean, was easy because we, I mean, we went, we got up, we went to school, we went to class. Well, now yeah, he's got to be, he's, you know, 12 years old having to make sure you know he gets up on time make sure he's checking in what he's his class on time making sure he's getting all his assignments so he's having to be self-reliable and responsible whereas when we were in school they handed it to us yeah so to take the good with the bad it's been hard but i've i've liked to watch him overcome um to overcome the the obstacles yeah um, adapting to whatever adapt. they throw at him yeah. yeah so you know i mean it's it's had its it, like i said it's had its good things and it's had its bad things but i, I do think it's kind of a little bit of a, a part of conditioning for what's gonna way it's gonna be in the future for students i think mean, i don't think it's gonna change just like that no it's not i mean it's gonna be a slow <laughs> movement back to you know normal or what mm. i keep hearing the new normal which I absolutely hate that term, but I kind of yeah. see where they're coming from with that. But, um, okay, so enough about politics. Yeah, Back yeah. to, <sighs> yeah, so unfortunately it's a huge part, especially right now. Yeah. It's a hot topic, it really is. But, you know, tribalism can also be other groups, you know, like whenever you, you go to church, you know, yeah. you got those little cliques, the little grandmas that sit in their little area, the younger kids sit in their area, the families that sit in the middle, you know, so you have a lot of tribalism, no matter what ecosystem you're looking at, no matter Mm -hmm. what building you walk into, Mm -hmm. you're going to have the little pockets of people that do their own thing. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, you know, they probably have more in common with the others. And honestly, when you start looking at church and the like, that also adds cohesion to that you know with jujitsu we try not to have too much of that but obviously you know the white belts kind of hang out together the blue belts purple belts yeah so we don't really segregate but like whenever it's time to find a drilling partner those people usually go together but it also helps make the bond stronger to where they want to come to their little clique they want to come and see their people yeah i mean that's and that's that's like one of the big things with i mean you know with church i mean that was that was always that was a good it was always a good thing but it was a bad thing because it, the the church with the whole church thing that that some of the cliques had a tendency to kind of overcome and start running the church and then it was this clique versus that clique and it just you wouldn't think that stuff that happens in church but it does um it's mm-hmm. one of the reasons we haven't gone in quite a few years um just because we didn't want to we didn't want to get in. You we didn't want to pick a side. We didn't want to pick a side. We didn't want to get yeah. back into that. But then, like, so there's so many churches here, like, in our area. You know, it's always, like, hmm. like there's six on one street, you know. Yeah. So what usually happens is, well, this click will run. This click will get ticked off at this click. So this click leaves. Then they go to this church. And then they start their click back up at this church. And then they run this click off. And then this click goes to this church. It's just like <laughs> yeah. a revolving door yeah. of this click. And they just go around. So we were like. Well, we would love to go to this church because I'm great friends with the pastor and and a lot of the people there and and they're good people. But then we started seeing the the clique that was running all the people off of the church we were at. They were all leaving that church because they were done running everybody off there to go to the church that we were talking about going oh, to. And yeah. I was like, man, you don't know what's coming. Like it's like the 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 plague is leaving here and it's coming to your place. So good luck with that. (laughs) Um, So we were just like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't want to, we don't want to, you know, we hate to not have that influence, but then we, we realized that we could align ourselves with our, the the proper people, the right tribe and, and then ourselves and be a, be a better influence. Yeah. Um, And that was one of the things too. uh, Whenever uh, my mom would force me to go to, church back in middle school and high school yeah it was you had group a and you had mm-hmm. group b yeah and the worst thing you could be was an outsider 
of group A oh, or yeah. group B. Yeah, you know, yeah. like they had their own little feud, but if mm-hmm. you were an outsider and you didn't pick a side, yeah. you were worse than the other group. Yeah. We, and that was one of the things that kind of ran me and mom off from that particular church. We were working. I worked, I spent 10 years in children's ministry. Um, uh, and I mean, I loved it. I loved um, teaching kids. I loved getting up on stage and acting a fool and, you know, wearing dorky costumes and making them laugh. And Yeah, thanks and for that picture, by the way. That'll be yeah. up on Facebook soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that one. I usually use it as a profile pic. I've got some better ones, man. I've got a, I've got a, uh, we did a Christmas, I did a Christmas skit, um, but I was, uh, I dressed up like Leonidas with angel wings. I had the whole Leonidas outfit going on, the whole nine yards, the lace-up, sandals, the whole and it was like that was like when I was lifting really heavy so I had muscles and all that so that was pretty cool but you know so I spent like 10 years working and then my wife spent how long she had like 6 or 7 years um, working and and, and that, that's what happened you know um, we we kind of got in with we started hanging out with friends and then the whole clicky thing happened and we kind of got pushed out and then we so then we were the bad guys mm. we were the we were the we were the people that were running around trying to cause trouble when we were just trying to do what you ask us to do and make things better and help you out. Yeah. And next thing you know, we're the bad people. So it was just like, you know what? I can't handle this anymore. This is the last place I thought I would should come and feel like I'm not welcome and just be dread, dread coming to you on Sunday. So, you know, we kind of, we bailed and said, let's just take a breather, a break. Um, and then we'll, we'll think about, you know, visiting some other places, and, you know, we just haven't. We're just like, eh. we enjoy our Sundays. We have our own <clears throat> our own little thing we do. We get up, and I cook waffles and bacon and eggs and breakfast for everybody And while I listen to vinyl. And mm. and then we eat chill. Um, and it's, it's a lot nicer. But but we do we do have some good friends that, that, that we can, I guess we consider part of our tribe that we met while we were there. Um you know, they're, we like very similar things. The wives, they click. Um, uh, we, we're into hunting and fishing and, um, and music. Um, they're, a couple of them are musicians. They're in a family band. So, you know, our, fam- our family hangs out with their family and we go to their family gatherings and things like that. So <clears throat> we did kind of align with people. I mean, they have a child that's about the same age as Sully is. So they kind of hung out and grew up together. And we, you know, with this Corona thing, it's kind of set all that back because nobody really knows, you know, he, they've got family that's had cancer issues. I've got family that's had cancer issues. So, you know, whether it's a hoax or not or whatever, we're kind of like weird, leery about going around each other because we don't want yeah. one of the, one of our parents who's going through chemo and radiation to get sick because of us. Yeah. Um, well, it's definitely not a hoax. But, so let's get that out of the way. There's no conspiracy yeah. theories about um, it. My wife had it. So, yeah. So, but I mean, at the same time, you know, my wife had it. Um, she uh, basically took a PCR test on a Monday. And, like, you know, it takes two days to get mm-hmm. that back. So we went and got one of the like quick results, little 15 minute rapid tests done. Yeah. Got that done, came back negative. It was like, cool. Dodged the bullet there. Awesome. On Wednesday, um, her PCR came back positive, so I was like, great. So I go get tested. I'm negative. You know, we've got little Raylan at the house. Her mom babysits. My mom babysits. Yeah. Nobody else got sick except her. So, like, the highly contagious part of it is very questionable yeah. to me. But, yeah, I mean, it is definitely not a hoax. She had a rough two days. Um, took about three or four for her to get her energy yeah. back fully. But, yeah, definitely not a hoax. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> But it, you know, it, it, at our age, you know, I've always looked for those people that, you know, um, like like I, most of my friends, like, you know, the guy Mike I was just talking about, we're one of those. I mean, we, we generally, like, try to – if we we may not hang out the whole year. Hmm. We try to go fishing a couple of times um, if we can. He's a home builder, so he's, he's constantly busy. Um, but we try to do something big at Christmas and exchange gifts and hang out and spend an evening together, whether we go to Tweety or something like that. Um, but it's those people that um, have those similar values um, are kind of into the same things. Uh, but you can pick up where you left off. You may not see them for seven months, but 
eight months later you can pick right up where you left off and it's like you know you never even missed a beat you know yeah um and that's the that's kind of like those are the kind of values i look for um those friends that know when you need to be when you need your alone time they need their alone time and you can pick right up where you left off but the same people that can bring in positive influence on you know even my son um like sean's a big influence with with sully sully's um you know he's he's in the science and then of course sean works in water and and man, water management um so to listen to them talk back and forth about you know water and clean water and what's in water and and the science behind that stuff's really cool and it's also good to have a friend that can that has an outlet for my kid as well and it can influence my kid in making decisions about you know schools and future and studies and what he needs to know about this to go into this and um so yeah that's my tribe is small but yeah, it should be like I we mean, talked about you know when you're a kid you want a big tribe because you want a ton of options you know yeah. but as you get older you know i believe i started whittling my tribe down probably in high school man like i look back at high school and i had maybe four friends five yeah. friends that went to high school maybe two or three outside of high school that I would talk to, confide in, yeah. all of that stuff. But, yeah, ever since I've had uh, – well, since before then. But uh, So, basically, I started thinking about – like, even in my early 20s, you know, if I started getting somewhat serious with a girl, yeah, be like, is this somebody I would want around my kid, let alone to help <laughs> yeah. me co-parent a kid? Oh, yeah. And there was a bunch of no's on that list. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I was still young. It wasn't a huge issue at the time. But – yeah, whenever you start thinking about building a family and think about, you know, having some offspring and having some youngins running around, you start thinking about, A, what are my friends, what kind of influence are my friends going to have on my son? Yeah. You know, like, do I want my son growing up and hanging out with my wild buddies that like to drink and yeah. get into bar fights? Or yeah. do I want them to... Or do I want him to look up to the professionals that I know, you know, the upstanding citizens, you know? So I've kind of been, and don't get me wrong, like I'm not alienating anybody. I still love my party and friends to death, you know, always will. But they're not exactly somebody you're going to have over at the family barbecue chilling out with the kid, you know? And that's like, there's the good and the bad. So for me, I'm, well, you know, you know how I am. I'm, I'm pretty, well, I'm shy and I'm very introverted. Mm -hmm. So like having a lot of friends at any point in my any point in time in my life was never a big thing. Yeah. Um, and you would, I mean, you really sometimes it's like it's like other things you don't think about it. You don't think about how that holds any kind of influence on anything other than I just don't have a lot of friends or I just kind of do a lot of stuff by myself. Yeah. Um, but because I just for the most part, don't like people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to be blind by it. I just, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of people. Same. Um, I don't hate people. I'm just not a fan of people. Mm-hmm. I don't like big crowds. I go to concerts, but I'm constantly like trying to find the corner where I can go and get away from people and still enjoy myself. Um, but and it's one of those things, I guess it's kind of been, I've thought about it more as my child's gotten older because he's, kind of the same way um and he doesn't i mean he has friends at school but right now you know they're not in school a whole lot so if his friends are on a different schedule then they're not seeing each other um so now is one of those times where i'm kind of watching him and i'm thinking man maybe you screwed up here maybe maybe you should have been a better influence as far as having friends because i did stuff with friends i went places with friends i hung out and played with friends but it's totally different for kids now. And it's one of those things I've struggled with. Like when I was when I was growing up, you know, you had your three or four buddies that lived in the neighborhood. Yeah. That you guys were either camping out in the backyard, you were spending night at each other's houses like every other night of the week, um, unless it was a school night. But as soon as school was over on Friday, it was like, Hey mom, hey dad, can I hang out? Can I spend a night at Jason's house? Can I spend a night, you know, doing that stuff? Um kids don't really do that anymore. No. I mean, our son hasn't. I mean, he's stayed over to, he had one friend, he stayed over to his house two or three times. But that's a that's about it. Um, yeah, but I mean, they can communicate through, like, 
you know, my nephew plays Fortnite. Yeah. And he's got yeah. like 20 friends he's never met. But whenever I'm sitting in his room and he's playing, he's like, oh, hey, you know, so-and-so yeah. says their screen name. Just logged on. Let's play with him. Yeah. You see, know, mine is totally opposite. Yeah. Like, like I said before, he's got a cell phone. And if you, you have to scream at him to get him to answer a text message. So it kind of scares me because, I mean, I don't want him to become a Michael Myers hmm? down the road. Like, well, I think there's a couple more <laughs> things that have to go wrong before that. But, you know, but, you know, I'm saying like, like I almost thrive on being lonely, but I hate being lonely. Does that well, make I mean, that, sense? So that's part of an introvert. And that's what people don't understand with me is an introvert doesn't necessarily mean that I hate people, which right. I'm not a big fan because people literally wear me out. Right. Like you as an introvert, I have to spend time by myself yeah. to recharge. You right. know, extroverts like my wife, she has to be around people to recharge. Yeah. If she's at home alone by herself all day, she drains her own battery down. She needs yeah. other people to charge right. up. Me, I'm the exact opposite. Yeah. I have to schedule breaks in my day to where I've got half an hour to just sit back here in the break room and like just play on my phone or take Zoe for a walk or something just to get away from people so yeah. I can recharge my battery. Yeah. That's just the way I'm wired. So it isn't necessarily a bad thing that, like, I don't have that many friends or, like, you know, like, I've got a lot of friends through jiu-jitsu, but as far as people, like, I message on a daily basis yeah. or every other day or something, maybe a handful of people. Yeah. That's it. And it's, like I said, it's not because I'm not a friendly person and it's not because I don't enjoy their company. I just can't do it all the time, man. Yeah. I I'm, can't. Like, I've got my own stuff to figure out, you know? Like, there's literally, like, a few people that I can that I can be around that helped me recharge my batteries. Yeah. Um, whether it's my, whether it's, you know, Sean running or you in here or, you know, Rob or, you know, it's literally, there's not many, yeah. but, but like I said, you know, that I worry for him because mm -hmm. I know, you know, once, when he goes to college or whatever, things are going to be different. He's going to be thrown into that. Yeah. But that, he's going to find his own click. And I'm hoping you he know? does. I, it, you know, it's just like, one of those things like, like I'm, I'm like I crave lonely. I crave being lonely, but I hate being lonely at the same time sometimes. Yeah. Um, and so I don't. I don't want that for him. And I know like that's one thing during this whole crazy Corona thing. You kind of get a little worried about because we're off doing our work, and he's at he's by himself doing his work like four or five days a well not four or five days a week, but three days a week. So. Yeah, but you know, so I mean, it is important to make sure that like if your kids are studying at home, that they have social interaction because that's one of the right. big things that a lot of my school teachers have told me that like you hop on the Zoom classroom and you just see these kids looking depressed. Yeah, you know they got bags in their eyes. You can tell they're not sleeping. You yeah. can tell they're not eating that well. Like I mean, you have to take care of. Them. I mean, so on one on one hand, I look at it and go, well, because we're introverted and shy, and he's kind of been that way, he's conditioned already to kind of be that to do that his own thing and not have a big deal with it but at the same time you worry that yeah eventually it's gonna wear on him well so i think that's gonna be more of an advantage than a disadvantage because right. that's gonna give him a lot more chance for self-discovery yeah you know i mean the big thing about introverts is a lot of them aren't really geared to take in external stimulus yeah. you know what i mean like so the bad influences in his life aren't going to have that much of an impact. Right. Which also means the good influences on his life probably aren't going to have that much of an impact either. Right. But it's going to be him figuring his own stuff out. Yeah. You know? And that's, and, I mean, that's like yeah. the good thing about him is he's always, that's the way he's been. Like anything we've ever tried to show him, whether it was walking, whether it was uh, riding a bicycle, whatever it was, you if you tried to show him, it frustrated him. If you tried to get him to do it, it pissed him off to the point where he wouldn't do it. When he was ready to do it on his own, he could figure out how to do it on his own. He would he would accomplish it and, and throw it in your face. And I always laughed about it because, like, my wife would struggle. So, like, just, and then you had all those outside stimulants in there. You were just like, blah, 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 this is what I did. This is what we did. And I'm just going, let him figure it out. And then, then two days later, he figures it out, and you're going, told you, this kid is going to be one of those that wants to do it on his own. And that's mm. everything he's ever done, he wants to do it on his own. Like, my God, some of the worst time right now is is going home and when he has homework and listening to him and his mom back and forth, you know, well, 
this is how you do it. That's not how you do it. No, this is how you do it. That's not right. This is how you do it. Till it turns into a screaming match, and I'm just like, okay, shut up, everybody. Let's 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 like, she's the teacher. She should know. And he's like, no, she's wrong. And you're like, I'm going outside. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, look, I don't know who's right. I don't know who's wrong. Y'all calm down. Figure it out. I'm getting my jacket. I'm going down to the brewery. I'm meeting the boys. We're gonna have a beer. When I get back, I hope y'all figure this out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But. But yeah, I mean, it's... And that's... I mean, so that's another thing. The parent is going to have more of an influence than anybody. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the message there is make sure that you're being a good influence on the children. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. So... I'm a horrible and, influence on mine, so... Oh, I'm going to try to be. I'm going to, like, teach him every single way to get on his mama's nerves. That yeah. way we can just, like, tag team. But see, that's what... And, yeah. I, and I did all that with my nieces, too. And they always... So yeah. they're always like... Oh, payback's a bitch, you know. We're going to get you big time. I'm like, no, you're not, because I'm going to be the exact same way with my kid as I am with your kid. <laughs> yeah. So when you try, he's going to be like, what? You know? Yeah. So everything I did with them, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I don't live a double life. I'm, it's just mm-hmm. me being me. So why would I Why would I hide that from my kid? And that's, and that's one of the – I have that, that discussion with people all the time. Like, you know, we've talked about, like, when I'm not in professional John mode or I'm at home, you know, I tend to have more of a sailor's mouth. I started working in public services when I was 13, 14 years old, man. I mean, everybody at work there had a sailor's mouth, so I yeah. learned from the best. Same with me. I, I worked in warehouses my yeah, entire life. Yeah, so. so, you know, it's just part of it. And mm-hmm. so and you always hear those people, I can't believe you talk, to, talk like that in front of your kid. And I'm like, so it's not better that I do it than everybody else he knows that does it outside of that? <laughs> You know, have you listened to the radio recently? Yeah, yeah, have exactly. you watched Netflix? Yeah, yeah. Well, oh God, you know, how yeah. how dare you? And and so it was different when I was a kid, mm-hmm. influence wise. Like, you know, you watched a movie and and just happened to be some some hoo haws popped out. It was like cover your eyes, or your parents were covering yep. your eyes. And I'm tend to be like, you're gonna see them eventually. You might as well yeah. see them now. I oh, mean, yeah. okay, we're not watching any. It's not any like. X-rated movie, but you're watching whatever on HBO and some HBO hoo-hahs pop out. And, you HBO know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are better than the Netflix yeah, hoo-hahs. <laughs> you know, I mean, is it at first it was a little awkward because it's like, that's my kid. I don't know, it's so weird. But then you're like, right. well, I would just assume him see that and be able to ask a question to no. me. You just hope he assumes it and he feels as awkward as you do and keeps his eyes forward. And that, too. Um, <laughs> I remember the first time I was watching, uh, oh, what was the name of that movie? It's a Bruce Willis movie. It's hilarious. The Whole Nine Yards. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So me and Mom were watching that one day, yeah. and I think we were in it or something, because it's a comedy. You had uh, that guy from Friends on it, yeah. and Bruce Willis was like, oh, cool. This looks like a cool movie. I watch it, and then like that chick comes out of the second story window with her boobs out, and I'm just like, eyes forward. Do not make contact with mom right now. This is so yeah. awkward. Just yeah. go away. Just go away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure he probably feels that way, or it did, at least he did at first. But oh, probably, man. like, I think two summers ago, I finally sat him down and watched Porky's. And we watched Porky's together, and I was like, and everybody's like, I can't believe you let him watch that. That's horrible. You're a horrible person, a horrible parent. I'm sitting here like, what's the difference in them watching it with me and then going to his buddy's house and watching something way worse? Mm. Like, I was about to say, man, it's all over the internet right now. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's not avoidable. People well, are like, oh, I've got the parental guides on. I'm like, cool. They've been hacking those since they were ten. I mean, literally, like, whole- <laughs> he had two homework questions a couple of weeks ago. One of them was, what 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 do you think your parents would say if you got if you got someone pregnant? And I'm like, he's twelve. It's like a psych class or something. It's a sexual education class. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So I'm like. Well, he's watched enough movies to know exactly what's going to happen. And he's heard me say so, so he should be able to answer this really, really easy. Like you know, and it's yeah. and it's and he's like, well, I know what Dad would say. He's like, good luck paying for it for the next eighteen years. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. It's to each their own. I'm not going to ever tell anybody how to parent or or or. That's exactly what we're here for, John. We're telling people how to parent. I'm not going to tell you. There's a. <laughs> A, a right or wrong answer to how to yeah. parent. Of course I'm, not. I'm going to tell you how I did it and yeah. how it's worked for me. And we have, we have a relationship. We have a relation. I have a relationship with my son that I, that, I, that I didn't have with my dad growing up. Mm. 
because we were closed off to all that stuff because I mean I if I I had to go sneak around and find his magazines if I want to see the boobies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like so then I then I was being sneaky and having to sneak around to see to see something whereas, you know, I exposed I mean my kid was exposed to it without me scolding him, I guess. Yeah. Um I gotcha. But, you know, I don't know. We yeah. might all just yeah. Well, well, I mean, so, you know, like the influence is also going to come from like your kids' kids. You know what I mean? Like whenever I was younger, man, back in high school, every single one of my friends were potheads. Yeah. I mean, I maybe knew like two people that I talked to on a weekly basis that weren't potheads. I Mm -hmm. didn't smoke weed. I just wasn't a big fan of, you know. So my parents were. I was in hmm. dare class. I mean, Dare turned more kids on to drugs than anything. Totally turned me. I've never even. I'm just saying nobody. Dare didn't scare anybody straight. Let's put it that way. Dare worked for me. You're the one person in the history of the program that it kept off of drugs. Congratulations. Yes. But no, like, so, like, my parents were always concerned, you know, because they knew it. They knew my friends were potheads. But they also knew that, like, if they would flat out ask me, I would tell them, no, I don't smoke weed. Like, or, yeah. yes, I do smoke weed, so what? You know, my uh, parents gave me a pretty long leash just because I was the fourth one, and they yeah. were just sick of raising kids by the time I came around. Yeah, so, mine was about this long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, so, like, you look at that two different ways. You know, obviously, those friends could have had a bad influence on me. Yeah. But whenever I was hanging out with them, like, you know, they were good people, you know, they were like awesome guys. Yeah. So I like to think that I had a positive impact on them and their future. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. Not all of them turned out great. A couple of them turned out to be losers. Yeah. It wasn't entirely my fault, you know, but like whenever I would hang out with them, I talked to them, you know, uh, two of them, they were real heavy potheads just because of their home situations. You know, yeah. they were depressed. They needed somebody to talk to. Yeah. You know, I'd swing by, pick them up, would go play putt-putt or would go hang out somewhere right around 70 on Friday night, just bullshit and talk stuff out, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, it would just, it seemed weird that, like, my friends had to be better than me and that my friends had to push me to get to a higher level. Yeah. Now right. that I'm older and I'm kind of in my own profession, I definitely see the benefit of having friends like that. Yeah. You know, a lot of my friends now push me to be better in yeah. my profession, push me to be better in my home relationships. You know, a lot of my friends check on me, you know, like, hey, you know, like whenever I had a kid, like this was going on in my head that I wasn't talking to anybody about. Yeah. How are you feeling? You know, like they would check in on me. And I greatly appreciate that. I really do. But at the same time, like just because somebody could have a negative impact on you, doesn't mean you should just shut them out. Like yeah. you could have a positive impact on that person. Same thing with, you know, Scully, like you see Scully or Scully, I'm sorry. You see him hanging around with the wrong group of friends in quotation marks. You kind of got to look at, you know, like, you know, your kid, you know, he's yeah. a good kid. Maybe that's, he's going to have a positive impact on them. Maybe he's going to help them work through something. And that's been, and that's one thing with him that I have always been really, really proud of. Um, he has been as introverted and as shy as he is. He's always the he's always the kid that reaches out the hand to the to the lesser. Um, I think lesser is a wrong word there. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to not lesser, yeah. but to the troubled, maybe better word. Troubled, the new kid. Okay, we'll say the new okay. kid. Okay, new the kid lesser, works. The new kid. The lesser is ter- terrible, horrible. Yeah. I'll I'll do something to myself later. <laughs> But I don't want to hear about what you're going to do to yourself later. <laughs> Go on with your story. Uh, um, but you no, know, it's like the troubled, the troubled kid, the new kid that, that had troubles, and you could tell he had troubles at home, and he was wasn't getting it, and he wasn't getting it in school, and he wasn't making friends in school, and so it was always he's always been that kid that reaches out to that one person and goes, "Hey, you know, I'll be your friend. I'll hang out with you." I'll do this, come home and be like, hey, I was talking to so-and-so and, you know, his parents both lost their jobs and they're, he don't have this, this, and this. So he we go through stuff and, and build and go buy stuff and he builds a care package and he takes it to the kid and, and makes sure that he gets it, but he doesn't get it in front of everybody so it embarrasses him. So he makes yeah. sure after school that he's like, hey, 
here's this. Oh, and here's a gift card for your family to go buy food. That's my kid, and and that is awesome to me. Um, yeah. And you know that's one I mean, that's one of those things. As a family, we've always tried to do. I don't talk about it. I don't brag about it because that's just stupid. If you talk about and brag about helping others, then are you really doing it for the right reasons? Yeah. But we've always tried to to pitch in where there was a need, whether it was a homeless person or whether it was, you know, just somebody in the community that, that needed help. I mean, my wife is like, she is pour her heart out and every ounce of energy and sweat into whatever need there is in the community. Um, whether it's a fellow teacher or somebody she knows, I mean, she's done bake sales and spaghetti, spaghetti sales to raise money, just different stuff. And then I, and that's influenced him. Um, so he doesn't look at people. He doesn't look at people as lesser. There you go. See, that's yeah. where I was going with that. He he looks at people. They're just like me. They just have a need. And yeah. how can I how can I fill that need or fulfill that need? Um, and I like to think that because of the way we've done things and our influence and people we've brought into our lives have influenced some of that with him. Um, I mean. Like he's befriended a he befriended a kid from another country that could barely speak English and helped him learn English and just stuff like that. It's yeah, just pretty amazing um, for a kid that's shy and introverted like his dad. Um, yeah, yeah. And I mean, even with all the bad crap that apparently that I've taught him and influenced him with, he's still like a stand up kid that's you know everybody seems to like. Yeah, even though he's not the popular kid. Yeah, and that's one good thing about introverts is they're very good at finding other introverts. Usually they get adopted by, like, an extrovert. So, yeah. like, one of my best friends in high school was yeah. kind of like, you know, I was the shy kid for the first semester of my freshman year. And then one of the extroverts kind of, like, adopted me. I'm like, let me introduce you to other people. Yeah. I'm like, cool, let's let's do that. Yeah. And then, like, that's how I kind of made other friends was through that. Yeah, I mean, I had a an extrovert buddy kind of through college and out of college that that well, he used me for a long time because I was underage, but I could be his DD. <laughs> so it's a good so, friend to have. So he's the guy that introduced me to the bar scene and all yeah. the people at the bar. Mm-hmm. So you know, when you walk in the door, everybody's like, "Hey, it's Hogan. Yeah, it's the DD. You know, it's the, DD. the guy can't have a beer. You know, yeah. Um, and and but thinking back on it now, those that was a big that was a big deal because. Without somebody like that investing in me and and actually getting me out there, I never would have. I never would have met my wife. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was my big thing. Like, I would be one of those guys working in like IT that don't leave the basement. Like, I wouldn't right. leave the house. That's, I really wouldn't. But yeah. Because of that, like, you know, my friend in high school that kind of adopted me, introduced me to a lot of people, and I got to, you know, like, I don't know how to say this kind of build relationships with people and then understand yeah. like I don't want to say the need for other yeah. people but like kind of push me towards like needing interaction with other people yeah. you know what I mean obviously whenever you're in that transitional period of high school man everything's weird you feel like the weirdest person on the planet you feel like you're completely outcast whether you're popular or not and yeah. like it's just one of those weird transitional periods but you know, my buddy helped me get through that part of it and learn that, like, oh, people don't automatically hate you because you're weird. Yeah. You know? So that definitely was a huge benefit to me as well. So, I mean, it's one of the ways that one of my pothead friends was a good influence on me. You know, bad influence on other aspects of it, but definitely good in that. I guess one of the biggest, I guess the biggest issues I have with, like, with being older and having a smaller tribe now, and it's one of those things that, that, that you don't realize you struggle with until you struggle with it. But, um, that tendency to push those close people away, um, not because you're doing, not because they're doing anything wrong or you're really doing anything wrong, but because you become so dependent on that relationship and that time, um, that you tend to almost, I don't know, maybe smother would be the word or, Mm. you know, run them off because you're, you're so concerned about, um, about having that, that time because it's important to you, you know, yeah. like, uh, you know, like our, my, my time with my run, my running partners, you know, that's, that's very important to me. I'm very dependent upon it. Um, it, 
it helps me with you know personal growth with growth as an athlete it pushes me um but there is there's that tendency when you know it's everybody's everybody's busy everybody's got stuff for you to get inside your own head and and push those people away yeah um but i mean there's also that need of like a long time too yeah you know i can talk about like i love my wife to death i love my son but sometimes i just like I just want to veg out on the couch. Like, yeah. I just want to go get lost in a freaking superhero movie or something yeah. and just, like, cut everything out. Like, yeah. give me an hour to just zone out and go brain dumb for a little bit. Yeah. Like, so, go yeah. blow leaves for five hours. So yeah, I can go veg mow the grass, go cut a random tree down just because you want to run yeah. the chainsaw for a little bit. Yeah, just some type of, like, meditation yeah. almost, you know. All right, man. Well, I think that about covers everything I wanted to get. What about you? I mean, we can go for another hour or two if you want. Oh, no. Unfortunately, I got some clients coming in soon. Yeah. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Fortunately, I need to go home because I'm tired. <laughs> Are you there? I need like seven more cups of coffee. Mm, uh, I got about two more left in the pot over here, but you're welcome to it. All right. Anyways. <clears throat> All right. Thank you for listening. As always, please leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this on and share it with your friends. We're trying to grow an audience base here. Help us well, out. He is. I'm not sharing. <laughs> I could <can> tell. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Bye. Peace.